We're sitting on the most perfect beach in the world, and all we can think about is where. Where can I hook up my quantum? Digital pen part of work. Yeah, you apparently didn't put one of the new cover sheets on your TPS report. So should we send it to first? Just a couple of people. The question is, who are they going to send it to? This podcast is brought to you by Search Engine Journal, and you're listening to Marketing Nerds. Hi, I'm John Rampton with Search Engine Journal for another edition of Marketing Nerds. I am joined today with Eric Enga from Stone Temple Consulting. How are you doing? I'm doing great, John. How are you? I'm doing very well. Now, you've grown a very, very large company. How many are you guys now? Uh, we're approaching 50 people uh, currently. Wow. Congratulations. That's uh, a big feat nowadays. Um, so I wanted to just jump right into it and get into a couple SEO things that have been on my mind and I know our you know, listeners have wondered as well. What are some of the tips that you use in places you go to stay ahead of the SEO curve? Yeah, it's an easy question to ask and not an easy one to answer. So <laughs> Very uh, forgive true. me while I, I throw out a few uh, few bits and we'll see how it all comes together. But uh, you know, from my perspective, uh, going to conferences is great, uh, talking to people, learning about what they're thinking about, what, just asking a lot of questions uh, and you know, testing out theories, uh, uh, you know, asking people what they think about this or that idea. Is, is a really good thing to do. You can also do that on social media um, and uh, engage a lot with people there and follow people who, who really try to think about those kinds of topics a lot. Uh, as you know, uh, John, I certainly do. I try to think about where things are going, and I often write about it. Uh, uh, Bill Slosky is really good because he uh, is always writing about patents and things that, that Google is doing patent-wise. Yeah. But I think there's another important component that I would want people to, to, to really include in part of their plan, and that is to really think about, um, you know, the goals that Google has and treating that as a, as a guideline. Uh, and you, you really have to think carefully about this. But to me, the, the key thing to focus on is Google is really focused on understanding the value of your site and whatever content you're producing to end users. And so as it regards organic placement in Google, yeah. or Bing yeah. for that matter, that's the guiding light, right? Yeah. Uh, and to step back from an SEO philosophy, if you have it currently, which is, okay, let's figure out you know, this wrinkle in Google's algorithm today, which yeah. might bring short-term revenue, and instead focus on a longer-term vision of how do we produce the most uh, uh, you know, value possible for users in our market segment um, is the right way to go. Uh, having, and that can actually guide you in some really good ways in interpreting you know, things that Google is doing and, and why they're doing them and what they might do next. But it, what I just said, even though it's easy to say, you yeah. know, just add the most end user value possible, actually there's a sophistication to doing that really well, which is incredibly deep and there's a tremendous amount of science and technology involved uh, in, in doing that well. So 
I'm not trivializing it by putting in a single sentence like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. So when you're paying attention to the, uh, like the future of Google, I wanted to ask a little bit about links. What do you think is the future of links in the coming years? I mean, do you think it's going to go away, like like Baidu and them, or some of the you know the big other search engines in different countries are you know going away with that and just mentions and stuff like that? I think Google's you know smart enough to figure it out. But what are your thoughts on that? Links aren't going away anytime soon. Yeah, uh, it's uh, you have to back up and look at the uh, the overall ecosystem and evaluate why it is that links are still the most important form of endorsement. And it's really quite simple. Uh, and again, you'll see how I extract out core concepts from this. One of the core concepts is that links are more work to implement than a social mention or even a link in a social post, right? Because yeah. you need to own a website and then you need to go modify that website. So that's yeah. actually inherently more work than simply having a social profile or you know, some other mechanism. And then next, um, it's more commitment because when you implement a link in, in a piece of content, it sits there, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And a social mention, well, okay, isn't as strong a commitment as a link. Because when I put a link on my website, I'm saying I'm so enamored of this piece of content that I'm willing to have people leave my website to go check it out, and I believe that that actually will be good for my relationship with that user who left my website. That's a pretty powerful statement, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, which I think a lot of people overlook. And uh, Okay, so there are people who are implementing links and they're gaming links. Look, anything you use can be gamed. Yeah. Okay? Social mentions can be gained. Social links can be gained. Other types of mentions can be gained. Reviews can be gamed. Everything can be gamed. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. you know, uh, links are here to stay. Good content there. Um, now, now, question about building your personal authority online. I know Google's, you know, pushed that, and now they've taken off some things. What would you recommend for, you know, a content person out there building lots of content and building authority online? How would you recommend going about that? Well, first of all, incredibly important thing to do. So it's a great question. Uh, and uh, in terms of how to go about it, uh, really focus on what you can do that's unique and differentiated. And I'll just illustrate with an example. Um, you don't want to write an article on mortgage tips if you're in the mortgage business. Maybe your website needs one, but um, it's not going to help you build your personal authority because there are over 6,000 web pages on the web that have the phrase mortgage tips in the title tag of the page. Yeah. Okay. So adding another article to that mix is not going to build your personal authority. So. The question then becomes, what is it that you can write that's unique and different uh, and uh, of enough distinct value that anyone's going to care? Because yeah. right? talking about something like building your personal authority, you want to write something that people are going to link to. You're going to want to write something that people are going to want to share in social media, You know, something that you can brag about. So... Mm -hmm. uh, uh, that's the, that's really the first thing you need to focus on when it comes to building your personal authority. 
Um, once you've done that, it isn't a case of build great content and they'll come. You have to do a good job or a great job of promoting that content. And there's a few different ways to do that. Uh, one is to you know be active in social media and have built relationships with other people uh, so that when you publish great content, they're likely to share it. And that's certainly a smart thing to do. You can also supplement that with paid social media. Um, and that's a great way to get visibility. Uh, you know, tangential to this, you know, is the observation that, you know, every public company over time has an incentive to gradually whittle down organic visibility and replace it with paid visibility. So, you know, being having skills in those areas is, is a good idea, and not being mm -hmm. dependent on any single one of those areas is also a good idea. One more thing I'll throw in just to answer the question, and that is find the top journals in your space and see if you can get gigs as a columnist or, you know, getting them uh, guest posts is a great way to, to get visibility and hence personal authority as well. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a business owner. I only have a couple hours. I mean, this is, you know, the, the key question. So say you were personally starting a new venture, right? What would yep. you focus online most to get the most amount of, of visibility for you? It's a brand new startup. You know, you have some widget or some app or something that you want to get ranked in the search engines. You want to blow it out of the water. Where would you first start? Uh, yes, uh, it is. That's, a kind, that's kind of a loaded question because it's different for every business. But where would you well, focus most of your time? Well, it, it, yes, you're right. It is different for every business, but I think the, the first thing that we can say is that when you first start out, um, you don't really have your own audience yet. Yep. So you have to work on building your own audience. And there are different ways to go about doing that. One is to uh, you know get uh, do guest posts on very high authority sites where people can see that you produce great content and be interested in getting more of it from you. Um, uh, and that's a good way to go, as I already suggested, or be very active in social media and, and build an audience there. Um, uh, so you, you're going to have to do that. But because you've added this constraint of, you know, you've got limited time available, well, shoot, everybody does. The first thing to realize is you've got to pick your spots. So instead of doing a mediocre job in several different areas, find one or two areas that you can focus on. Maybe you only have a couple hours a week, uh, and you can attract some attention uh, with, uh, uh, with what you're doing uh, in, in those areas. And, and maybe, you know, maybe it's just that you go out and you're – you're active on a community on Facebook, or uh, you get going in Twitter or Google Plus, and just one of those platforms. Maybe that's all you can do, or maybe you're lucky enough to to land a uh, um, a, a, a guest post columnist relationship, or maybe you're getting a situation where you get accepted to uh, you know start speaking at, at conferences. It's all good ways, but the, the key thing is focus. Yeah. Excel at one thing and do that now, when really you, well. When you say excel at one thing, do you mean like one vertical? 
when going after this or or excel at just guest blogging or just doing Twitter or just doing that? Or or would you say being very specific? Well, let's let's start with what I'll call for the moment the worst case, which is you're really super time constrained, right? Yeah. And you have very little time to contribute. I would pick one niche or if you prefer niche topic area uh, and uh, and really get to a point where you, you are, even before you're recognized as such, one of the top experts in the world in that area. Yeah. First thing to do, just have that area that you know as well or better than anyone else. And then when you're done with that, you might pick one platform, be it a guest posting situation or a social media site or, you know, getting mapped into a speaking circuit, and then start excelling at that. So yeah. now you become known as the person who's an expert about such and such. Okay. Right? Yeah. Uh, and that's a great place to start. You should, and you have to be patient, by the way, it takes a while, but over time that should begin to bring you business benefits, which will put you in a situation where you can invest more of your time and energy into doing this, and hence can can take on a bit more. Okay, good answer, thank you. Now for the final question, I just wanted to ask, I'm a small business owner, I'm trying to build my business, um, should I be putting out press releases? So, um, well, if you're doing it because you think the press release uh, itself has SEO value, the answer is no. Uh, it's a waste of time, but, um, uh, but to get a little more sophisticated about it, if you have something that's really newsworthy, like let's say you did become an expert in one specific area, uh, and then you, you know, on your own time, or maybe you paid an intern to do some work for you and do, do some research, you discover something interesting that nobody yeah. knows about. You can do a press release about that, um, but that's really, to, to put a phrase to it, you're doing the press release because it's newsworthy. Yeah, yeah. And the anticipation is that some media person might see the press release and decide to write about it. If, the, if it fits those criteria, then sure, you can do a press release. But if you think about it, it certainly seems likely that you might not be doing very many of those in a year. Yeah, maybe one. Yeah, maybe. Well, thank you very much for your time. Again, Eric Ingo with Stone Temple Consulting. We'll see you guys next time. All right, thank you. This Marketing Nerds podcast has been brought to you by Search Engine Journal. For more news, interviews, and how-to guides from marketing experts from around the world, visit us at searchenginejournal.com.